0: welcome back to another episode of locked on blue jays today we're going to go over jorge soler's free agency where he'll fall and maybe if he'll be a blue jay then we're going to get into the top prospects list that came out where the blue jays fall and how well we're doing in that regard then another episode of our player profiles you are locked on blue jays your daily toronto blue jays podcast part of the locked on podcast network your team every day
1: Welcome back to Locked On Blue Jays. Thank you for making Locked On Blue Jays your first listen every day. We are free and available wherever you get your podcasts and on YouTube. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network,
0: your team every day. Today's episode is brought to you by FanDuel. Make every moment more right now. New customers get 150 in bonus bets guaranteed when you place a $5 bet. Visit com slash locked on to get started. Well, Carter, in a different setup here. Yeah, one uh, fan's... My fans
1: that aren't uh, necessarily going to be used to? Do you want to kind of elaborate why uh, we're stuck like this today?
0: Yeah. So uh, I got a PC that I do all my editing on uh, for, for these podcasts and, and, and whatever, and we use it to record. And of course, Microsoft has a problem uh, logging in with PIN codes. So I looked it up online. Apparently, there's like 5,000 other people with the same problem right now. Um, I found out a workaround, but it was too late. Carter had to go back to, to town. Uh, I'm heading back today. So we're just like, you know what? We're just going to do it over like this. So we'll see. I'll let us know what you guys think. We're going to go back to the uh, the in-studio stuff we got. We're going to, you know, try to add some stuff to the set slowly and, and make it look a little bit nicer, whatever. But, uh, yeah, yeah, I think this will be fine. I don't yeah. hate how this is set up at all.
1: Yeah, the joys of technology, hey? Uh, $2,000 PC. And it doesn't matter when uh, you can't sign into the
0: laptop or uh, your PC, unfortunately. But, yeah, well, it's just... Uh, well, and it doesn't help that I go and try to call Microsoft, and inst- I'm like, "Hey, I just want to talk to a human being," and they send keep trying to send me to the website. It's like I'm not that. Th- th- it doesn't help. It th- like I'm trying. I've tried the website four times already. Well, that's
1: the thing. These artificial intelligences—they don't want you to refer to the humans. They want you to kind of stay with them. Maybe uh, they're thinking for the long term here. Yeah, you never maybe. know. We're getting into some conspiracy theories here. But I think uh, we'll turn it kind of back to Blue Jays baseball. Uh, unfortunately, Jock Peterson has signed with the D-backs. He has a one year, a $9.5 million deal. Does have a mutual option with the club through 2025. But that is one guy the Jays were linked to, uh, to sign for their this offseason for their outfield. But that leaves kind of one big player that I have been in on since uh, the start of free agency. In our uh, audition tape for this podcast, actually, I had him uh, going to the Blue Jays, and hopefully that I am correct in this uh, analysis. But the guy is Jorge Soler, a guy we've sort of referenced on this podcast before. But, Braden, I'm going to give it over to you to kind of break down the stats.
0: Yeah, so Jorge Soler played 137 games last year, 36 home runs, 75 RBIs, 141 strikeouts, batting average of .250, and he had a slugging percentage of .512. Did you have his uh, on-base percentage as well? Uh, his on base is three forty one, so yeah, you'll take that for sure. Yeah, and uh, yeah, I don't know. Like, do you, do you think that he is a realistic fit for this team? I know that even when we before we started this podcast and uh, we put in our demo tape to get locked on Blue Jays, um, you picked Jorge Soler as one of your guys. Yeah,
1: the three guys that I was hoping for. Obviously, I knew we weren't gonna get all three, but I wanted Jorge Soler as my first one, then JD Martinez, who is still available. And then the other one was Reese Hoskins, who did sign uh, a couple days ago. But yeah, with Jorge Soler, the biggest number that we see as Jays fans, I think that we should see is a 36 home runs. Uh, we didn't even have a Jay sniff that this year. Um, instead of the Jays kind of brand last year it was like, oh, you had to get four or five hits in an inning to kind of get some runs. You get Jorge Soler in this lineup, you get one runner on for him, one swing of the bat, this guy's driving the ball 430, and it's going to be real fun to watch with instead of like these big rallies, like I was saying, just one swing in the back and change the ball game.
0: Yeah, you're hundred percent right. And, and it is tough, right? Because we, that was a struggle point for us last year was we'd get guys on base, but we just couldn't drive them in, right? We couldn't string together hits. So maybe this team, you know, hopefully they figure that out. And, you know, it looks like, like we've said, a couple guys have been, you know, switched some things up, trying some new things, but at the end of the day, I mean, you're going to take home runs, right? And if you can get a guy that's going to swing the bat and hit you uh, thirty six home runs, or you know, even if he hits us thirty home runs, that's above and beyond what we need. So, uh, yeah, I don't know. Do you do you think this is like a realistic possibility that the Blue Jays land up?
1: Yeah, when you look at the the Blue Jays free agency, obviously the big one before we kind of got into these other talks with Shohei, Shohei Ohtani, uh, obviously signed with the Dodgers, but if the Jays were willing to throw six hundred plus million dollars at one player. I think that's kind of – Ross made a, uh, a statement at the start of this free agency saying we're here, we're in for, with everyone, every deal. We're ready to – like, he knows that the Jays are kind of losing their window here with their players. So he knows that the, the Jays need a big move. These fans are asking for a big move, and Jorge Soler should be that big move. Uh, not the greatest offender, but I think last year, like, obviously we have George Springer, Dal- Dalton Varshow, and Kevin Kiermaier. The three center fielders just – playing in the outfield obviously all all gold glove winners great out uh defensive outfielders so throwing in a guy like Corey Soler uh even just if we're up big kind of just giving uh Dalton Varsho or Kevin Kiermaier a break obviously not gonna play center field but I think the Jays need a guy that's just kind of funny to watch in the outfield obviously we don't want him to be horrible and we don't want him to like make errors at bad times but if we're up 10-1 you throw Corey Soler in the outfield kind of watch him just uh maybe dive for a ball miss it badly I think that's something we need. an entertainment standpoint for Jays fans. But the reason that we're getting this guy is for his hitting for sure.
0: Yeah, so like like you said, I mean, he's not going to play the outfield. He's going to DH. Um and I'm I'm fine with that. To be honest with you, we just need some we just need some bats, right? We need some bats badly. And if this is what I hope is is I hope it's not Jorge Soler and nothing. Right? Like I hope it's Jorge Soler, a couple trades, maybe a big trade, maybe we don't need a couple but maybe one big one, and maybe that's all we need. And I don't know, um, again, like, you know, you do your your research a little bit into into Jorge Soler, and you think, okay, is he actually coming to the Jays? And and I'd love to be able to say, yes, I think he's gonna be a blue jay. The problem is, is that I thought a lot of guys this offseason could be blue jays, and it turns out none of them have been. So what I could see happening is is us not really getting him and then not getting anybody and going to the season and then hoping that Ross finds out a way to make a trade here. Yeah. I don't know I if think, that's how you feel, but I think that would be probably worst case scenario. Jays like what are you
1: supposed to be excited about for the season if our off season move was IKF. Like that doesn't move the needle. It doesn't get people excited about this team. Like they, Jays, like all these other teams are making moves. You get the Red Sox, like obviously the Yankees have Soto, like all the Orioles have a million prospects. Uh, we'll get into later, but the Jays, they haven't done anything and their bats were not good last year. So I think it, it's not necessarily like we need Jorge Soler because it's Jorge Soler and this is exactly what we want. We need somebody to hit the ball. That's literally yeah. We have all the defense in the world. We have a million Swiss Army knives that can play left field, third base, second base, whatever. We have all the defense we need in the world. We need a guy that can hit home runs, hit for power, hit in clutch situations, and drive runners in. With the, we had the, one of the best pitching staffs in baseball last year. So we need some guys to supplement our game and that can hit home runs and change games and come up with these clutch hits in big situ- situations.
0: Yeah. I mean, it, and, and this is sort of, I'm going to, I'm going to give you a situation. Okay. Shohei Otani, everybody, all the Blue Jays fans think we're getting him, right around that time. Somebody comes to you and they say, we're not going to get Otani, but we're going to just get IKF and that's going to be our free seat. At, at at that time, looking at at being so high on Otani, and then for and then to have the knowledge now of the only move we've made is IKF, like how frustrating are is that to you right now?
1: Oh, that that makes me sick. Just think about that. If you would have told me, like while we're in the Shohei Otani hunt, Cody Bellinger, all these big names, you're like no, you're not getting any of those guys. You're getting IKF. I, I would say you're ridiculous. Ross has something cooking here. He's got to have something going on behind the scenes. He wouldn't let this team go in with just IKF and Kevin Kiermaier. Um, one thing that could be turning him away a little bit in this market is Jorge Soler has had injury problems. I know that uh, last year obviously was fairly healthy throughout the entire year. Uh, I think it was, I I might be confusing the years. But I believe it was 2021 where he had over 30 home runs. And then his big year was 2019 where he hit around, I think it was 47, 48. So this guy has shown that he can even get better than this. So the problem is that we need to keep this guy healthy, but
0: it works out perfectly because he's going to be DHing the majority of the time anyway. Yeah, that, I think that's a good way to keep him out of out of injury trouble, right? Is is just have him hit the ball. That's that's the only reason we're getting him. Let him hit the ball. Keep Varsho in the field. Keep Kiermaier in the field. Keep Springer in the field as much as possible, and just let this guy just eat, right? Um, But you did allude to the fact that the, you know, there are other teams that have a lot of up and coming players or players that that were up and coming in the last few years and and are now making huge differences on the ball clubs. So we're going to get into that with uh, the new top prospects list that just came out.
1: One thing I hate about grocery shopping is I feel like it takes so long to get in and out of the grocery store. I'm always trying to look for what I need and I can't necessarily find it in the right aisles. So I end up getting lost, and hopefully I'm just looking for three things, and it turns into a half an hour shopping spree. So with Factor, Factor's ready-to-eat meal delivery takes the stress out of meal planning and sets you up for success in the new year. Skip the groceries, prep work, and cooking fatigue. Instead, get chef-crafted, dietitian approved meals delivered right to your door. With over 35 meals to choose from per week, including options like keto, calorie-smart, vegan, veggie, and more, Plus 55 weekly add-ons, you'll have a ton of nutritious and flavorful options to kickstart your resolutions. Forget frantic lunch preps and rush dinners. Factor's two-minute meals are your secret weapon in the new year. Feel up fast with restaurant quality meals all delivered right to your door. Head to factormeals.com slash locked on mlb fifty and use code locked on mlb50 to get fifty percent off. That's locked on mlb fifty at factormeals.com slash locked on mlb fifty to get fifty percent off. All right, so the MLB has come out with its top 100 prospects in the league. And unfortunately, the Jays only have two of them. And Ricky Tiedemann is one of them coming in at 29. Or Elvis Martinez is the other one at 89. And a guy that we referenced last episode, in the trade for Mitch White, Nick Frasso is also on this list, unfortunately at 80 for the Blue Jays. Uh, As compared to the rest of the league and especially their division, the Blue Jays aren't looking great in their farm system right now. Uh, the Jays are at 23, and the Yankees are at 19. But the Yankees doesn't really matter with their prospect system because they can just buy any player on the market. You've seen that with Soto. You've seen that with Stanton. All these other guys throughout uh, history with the Yankees. And then with the other three teams, they're all in the top 10. We have the Rays at 7, the Red Sox at 3, and the Orioles at 1 somehow still with Grayson Rodriguez, Anthony Rushman, Gunnar Henderson, all this great young talent already in the MLB. So with this, Braden, how do you feel about Blue Jay standings in these farm systems?
0: Well, not good. I I mean, like, we have to make a a clear decision now of what we're doing. This is the time that we have nobody to go to if Bo and Vladdy decide to leave in the next two years. Or, you know, give or take, right? So we have to be in the full-on mindset, and Ross has to be in the full-on mindset of, we have to try to win now because if if we're going to keep being in this middle mush, not being able to make a playoff push, and then it becomes time for Vlad and Bo to either move on or they start to drop off, we have nobody coming up. So I'm, I'm, I'm getting almost impatient because us looking at this and other fans looking at this, Probably know at this time what we have to do, and what we have to do is decide. Okay, we're all in. Let's go next three years. Bang! Let's try to go make a huge run.
1: Yeah, one good thing about prospects is just that they're prospects, right? They aren't proven talent. Not say like obviously Ricky Teeman and like these these uh these rankings don't mean anything. But yeah, they're prospects. They're unproven. Who's to say that these players are actually going to turn out right? But obviously, it does help when you have a lot more chances at getting these young developing players to develop through the systems and have a chance at uh, starting the MLB. With the Blue Jays, one big problem as well is a lot of teams over the year, they have one, two, three guys that they can kind of reference and be like, hey, if this guy is struggling, we can pull this guy up. We have depth in the the minor leagues. And while the Jays have that with their pitching, as for their lineup, the only player I can really see even having a chance of cracking their starting lineup in the minors right now is Arellis Martinez. I don't even think Ricky
0: Tiedemann will come up this year with how much depth that this uh, starting rotation has. You know what? Somebody who doesn't get enough love is Addison Barger, and I think if if he can have one like really good season in the minors, I think I think his upside is there to the point that we could pull him up and he maybe could do some damage, sort of like a Davis Schneider, where you pull him up and you maybe he goes off those that, that like first little bit right, and then he starts to get you know regulated into the league and people start to figure him out. But it's it's very possible that 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 happens with Addison Barger, barring, you know, injury. But I, I could definitely see it happening.
1: No, oh, absolutely. If this guy kind of comes into training camp in spring training and is hitting for power, just showing off his skills. We have right now. If we, we're not, It doesn't seem like we're signing Chapman. I mean, I, there is a report, all these reports that are saying we are an alum. Then you see a report the next day are saying, like, oh, Matt Chapman's interested. There's so much different things coming on Matt Chapman. So in my head, I don't even have him coming to the Blue Jays. Obviously, this yeah. could change in a few weeks. But right now, there's a big gap at third base and very limited offensive upside. So with Vareles Martinez and Asin Barger, if you're seeing one of these two guys step up at the plate, I think, that if you're gonna commit to giving them the time at third base or second base, wherever you want to put these guys, you have to just commit to starting them. Commit to the process. You see, like with Espinal, you've seen his service time now. He's kind of you know what he is. He's gonna be a 240, 250 hitter. Provide decent defense. IKF obviously gonna provide better defense. So Espinal, I don't really see having a place on his team. But yeah, I, we keep. I feel like a, I'm a broken record every time we come on this podcast. I'm saying we need hit bats. We need bats. We need bats. And we're just not getting the bats. So if we're not going to get them from free agency, hopefully we can get them from within.
0: And and, and that's what you hope, right? When you, when you look at these prospect rankings, you hope that you can find some, some up-and-coming MLB talent. But looking at ours right now, like what? We got a possibility of three guys in our whole system right now that are po- possibilities of being MLB talent? That's not a good look. So what that's saying to me is, Ross needs to make moves to bring guys in or we got to we got to start uh, moving on. Not that I think that's the right decision. I think the right decision is, is getting guys. But if he's not in that mindset right now, otherwise, we would have had a player sign by now.
1: Yeah, just looking at these other, these other rosters and their prospects, the Jays only have two to three guys that they can really bring up here. And in looking at the Orioles, you're looking at the Rays, the Red Sox they have a ton of guys in the system and they the Orioles are looking good now the Rays are looking good now so if we get 5 years down the road i think the Jays are going to be in a very very hard spot with competing with the Rays Red Sox Yankees they might be at the bottom of the division who knows who knows what direction they're going to decide to go in here but if you like the Jays are running out of time they have i'm in my opinion they have 3 years to win a world series they can't win in 3 years it is going to be a hard trick to get, even make the playoffs in this division. You saw last year, all these AL East team, teams are looking so good throughout the entire year. The Yankees, the only one going under 500, with that, uh, that huge downfall they had near the end of the season. So it's win now mode to say it simply. Yeah. Ross has to make a move. He has to do something else to this team. Cause I don't think that there is enough talent on this roster looking at it right now, unless you have huge bounce back years and hopefully get something out of
0: uh a player that you wouldn't necessarily expect. And don't get me wrong. Like we don't want to, we're not trying to downplay. We have a lot of good, good MLB talent right now that's playing for us, but we're not seeing the consistency in this roster as a whole to win a world series. So in my opinion, you bring in one or two guys that could make that difference. And you hope that that Vlad and or Bo continues. And then Vlad can up his year or up his stats this year. And then I think you're looking good. I think this team has a lot of potential. It's just, we need guys to get hot at the same time. And, and that's a lot to ask for in 162 games, right? That is true.
1: You see it last year with the Rangers getting hot at the right time. Nobody really expected them to win the World Series. So it all matters. You just need all your guys to kind of get on the same page at once, hopefully build some momentum throughout the season, figure out their swings, figure out what they want to do with their plate, at the plate with their approach. And hopefully they can make a deep run. And one thing with this Jays team right now as well that we have touched on, uh even if you get success out of these young players who is like we have Kevin kiermeyer who's d- sort of done it we have George Springer that's done it but other than that as a veteran presence as a positional player there's not a lot of veteran experience on this team no like other than the wild card round the jays haven't really done much in the last few years so it's going to be interesting to see if they can get past the wild card round how their roster is going to hold up uh, throughout the playoffs
0: yeah and and i mean as we go through these player profiles We're going to be touching on every player, how they fit in this lineup, where we think that they can go this season. And uh, we have two guys that we're going to get into right away. But before we get into these player profiles, uh, Carter, Chiefs win. Yeah, the Chiefs are unfortunately back in the Super Bowl. I'm not happy about it. I don't think
1: a lot of other NFL fans are happy about it. But they do win 17-10. And I would like to take the opportunity to let you guys know about our first ever national 24-7 streaming channel on YouTube. Locked On has launched its first ever national streaming channel. Uh, There's a lot of cool NBA stuff going on. Obviously, the NFL playoffs, NHL is getting close to the all-star deadline. We're going to see how that uh, functions going down the stretch. But Locked On is here for all of your uh, national news. If you want to tune in 3 a.m., 3 p.m., 4 a.m. after lunch, whatever you want to do. It's always there. It's always available. So just go to Locked On Sports today on YouTube and subscribe to Locked On's first ever national 24-7
0: streaming channel. As Carter said, it's going to be a Chief Super Bowl. And right now is a great time to get in on the action with FanDuel, America's number one sports book. Right now, new customers get 150 in bonus bets guaranteed when you place a $5 bet. That's $150 in bonus bets, win or lose. The app is so easy to use, and there are so many different ways to bet, like live same-game parlays, which I will be utilizing in two weekends absolutely hammering the live same game parlays because changes in the game i might want to switch up my bets put a few extra down we'll see how it goes i'm going to find new bets in the new explore tab which allows me to search for anything i could possibly think of to bet on and i'm going to make a parlay in the parlay hub the best way to find popular parlays which you know what i'm when when the super bowl comes around i love to get in. It's going to be a disgusting amount of betting going on. Uh, I've got a couple buddies as well that uh, last year we went and a couple of them won a couple of them lost badly, but uh, you know, there's tons of ways to get in on the, uh, in on the fun. So visit fanduel.com slash locked on and make your first bet a layup. FanDuel, the official partner of the NFL. So we got another episode or segment of our player profiles. Now, today we got a couple of interesting players that we're going to go over. Uh, Carter, I'll send it to you for the first one.
1: Yeah, so we got two positional players today. The first one we're going to start with is Spencer Horwitz. Spencer Horwitz, the first baseman. Uh, selected in the 2019 MLB draft. Didn't really see a lot of them until kind of the summer, I would say. It was uh, July, August. Obviously, that was when David Schneider got pulled up, uh, Spencer Horowitz, a few other guys throughout the system, kind of just checking in when we needed him. Vladdy needed a day off. Obviously, Brandon Belt was uh, hurt a little bit uh, throughout the year, so he filled in when he needed to. And he kind of did his job, I would say, when he filled in. I was pretty happy with uh, the performances we were getting from Spencer Horowitz. Uh, I can quickly get into some of the stats here. He only had 15 games played, one home run, seven RBIs, 12 strikeouts, a 250 a 256 batting average and a 385 slugging. Obviously not popping off the stat sheet, but I'm with what he was expected to do. I like I said I'm very happy with it. I think he fulfilled this role. Braden, how do you feel?
0: Yeah, same sort of thing, right? He 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 did his job. He knew what uh he was coming in to do. Um and yeah, I, I sort of like the look of him. I think if he gets a little bit more opportunity, I think uh you know we can really find out where he's gonna be. And I think the spring training is going to be huge for him just in the sense of being able to either show what he's worth or maybe, you know, maybe make room for some other guys coming up to the system. I I agree. Yeah. Um, With this Jays, again,
1: this Jays prospect pool, uh, the problem that I had was just, you're not giving these guys opportunity. These guys are coming up and they're just sitting on the bench Horwitz, I think got probably the worst out of all the prospects and the, uh, the minor leaguers that came up this year. He played, it seemed like, kind of once every two weeks, which is so hard to do. You're not getting live at-bats. You're not seeing live pitching. You're not just getting – you're not confident out there because you're only getting one to four at-bats in a two-week time frame. Obviously, you're getting it in practice, stuff like that, but it's not the same. And it it just – it really impacts your confidence. It really impacts your comfortability at the plate. And it's tough to see success when you're only playing like that.
0: Yeah, for sure. And and that sort of brings me to sort of another guy that we're going to talk about. And that's Ernie Clement. And he's got 29 games played, one home run, 10 RBIs, uh, a 380 batting average, and a 500 slugging percentage. So again, another guy that sort of didn't get maybe as much playing time as he would have liked, um, but he got in there more than Horwitz did. So do you feel better about Ernie than you do about uh, Horwitz? Uh, last year, Ernie looked great. He really only played when Bo
1: Bichette was out, but with a team that was struggling to hit, Ernie came in and did more than expected, a 380 batting average. That In that time frame, other than maybe Davis Schneider, he was probably one of the best players on this team. We were getting carried by our minor league roster uh, in the tough months of the year, the July, August, September, which is like your crunch time. If we didn't have these players come in and fill the roles that they did, I don't think the Jays would have made the playoffs. The like you had Matt Chapman, Alejandro Kirk, Flaty, all these guys just looking like a shell of themselves, not having just laughable at bats. And you're getting carried by Ernie Klant, whose defense looked great as well. He looked absolutely at home. And it it kind of sucks that this guy couldn't get more opportunity with the Jays. Obviously. For him, unfortunately, you're going to have to take Bo Bichette over his play, but I was kind of hoping that he would take more second-base reps from Whit Merrifield at the end of the year because that's how good he looked.
0: Yeah, I 100% agree with you. I think that maybe they give him a shot this year and try to fill him into some roles maybe that, you know, obviously he's not going to play over Bo, but maybe maybe in that second-base slot once in a while or that third-base slot that we can utilize him, right? There's going to be a lot of turnover at third. Maybe that's a possibility for him. You know, I, I obviously want to see more and I think spring, tra- spring training will be, you know, again, another big outlet for these guys to make a good case for themselves. And yeah, I don't know. I'm, I'm very happy with both these guys. Honestly, I, I'm very excited for spring training just to see where they're at, especially after the offseason. You know, they get their, you know, they come in, they, they play some games, but now with the offseason with the training possibility. How are you looking to start this season and will you be able to crack this roster?
1: Yeah, I think if Ernie can keep up what he was doing last year, I don't see why you don't give this guy a chance. He looked like honestly, an everyday starting shortstop when he was playing. Uh, he has great play coverage, a uh, great eye got on base a lot. Like it, he did everything you asked for. Yeah. And when you look at this team now, if you have any sort of struggles at third base with, uh, IKF or Santiago Espanol, or even at second, if Kevin Bichio goes through a stretch where he struggles, like you got to kind of play to their hand, right? You got to see who's hot and who's not at the right times. And I think that, especially with Ernie Clement, they should give him a shot. If he continues success in spring training, same thing with Spencer Horowitz, a younger guy, uh, obviously again, with Vladdy at first base, hopefully having a bounce back year, but same thing. If you want to give Vladdy some time off, I would have no problem throwing Spencer Horowitz in. He had a lot of clutch hits last year. Uh, obviously, like I said, the stats don't pop off the page, but you give this guy more opportunity. You give all these guys more opportunity, to, for maybe a full year to see what they can do. And they're obviously going to have more upside than the people we have at uh, their positions right now. IKF, he's not going to be hitting home runs. He's not going to be in extra base hits. And Espinal, we kind of covered him already. Not going to get too much from the offensive side as well. So with this Jays team, if you can get any upside from these minor league players, and I think you got to play to that. You got to play to what their potential could be.
0: Yeah, I I 100% agree. And um, I I just do want to mention, because uh, this is a huge couple next couple weeks for the NFL, Uh, so make sure you guys tune in to uh, Locked On's new uh, National Sports 27 streaming channel on YouTube. Locked On Sports Today is here for you 24-7, covering the top sports stories of the day with the local experts of Locked On plus our national shows covering every league. So go to Locked On Sports today on YouTube and subscribe to the first ever national 24-7 streaming channel. I also want to, you know, shout out our Twitters as well. A couple of you guys have come across and uh, subscribed to me. I'm not sure about you, Carter, but, uh, you know, we, we've, we've been loving the, uh, the comments as well lately. You guys have been killing it there. Um, we, we've just had a blast so far being able to cover this Blue Jays team um and you know we want to have a couple fun segments uh you know like like our golf one that carter did we got a couple more you know looking back at some of the history of the blue jays you know that 2015-16 run some players that have been you know jays for life or or longtime jays um so we're going to get into a lot of that especially over the next couple weeks leading up to spring training and then we're going to get hard into spring training coverage and then into the regular season so we're pumped we got uh a couple things, special things lined up uh, coming your way in the next few weeks, too. So we're going to, uh, we'll let you know about that when uh, when the time comes. But we want to, of course, always thank you guys so much for, for watching. Uh, check out the Twitters, Braden, Five Wasco, Carter, First Two. And, uh, yeah, we'll see you guys.